It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. One for three. One for three? Yeah, or one that's two. what I meant. One for three. Oh, one for three. Yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> USC, baby. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to episode number 694 of Locked on Raptors for Thursday, April the 2nd. I am your host, Sean Woodley of Raptors.com, I guess for one last day. Uh, my last piece went up today, so go read it over there. You can find me on Twitter at WoodleySean. You can find the show at Locked on Raptors. We can find links to every single episode of the podcast. And of course, please make sure you are checking out the Locked on Podcast Network. Uh, there's no sports right now, but there are many, many podcasts for you to check out. On the network from greatest of all time stuff, brackets, lots of fun guests and things like that across the board. Please make sure you're finding the shows covering the teams that you care about and even some that you don't care about. Support them by subscribing, rating, and reviewing wherever you get your shows. And it's uh, very much appreciated when you do that. It helps us through what is a very strange and uncertain time for a sports podcasting network in a world without sports. So thanks in advance for helping us out. Uh, All right, on today's show, as promised a couple days ago, sorry for the off day yesterday, but I was a little bit tied up writing my Raptors.com finale for the greatest Raptors performances of all time tournament, Uh, but it's part two of my conversation with Katie Heindel discussing the uh, Marcus Gasol visit on Avec Class with Serge Ibaka. We got about halfway through. And now we are on to finish up our chat, and uh, because of course the, my recording failed because my computer is a piece of garbage, and I apologize for that. But it just gave me another excuse to talk to Katie this week, which is great. Katie, what's up? A little less drunk this time, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just opened my first beer of the day at two o'clock. It's uh, it's yeah, getting... you're celebrating. You you like finished a big weird thing, you know. That is true. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll chalk it up to celebration for sure. Uh, it's it's nice being, uh, I don't know, it's in part relieve, like a relief to not be writing uh-huh. for Raptors.com like big ass pieces every week, but also at the same time it's sad because it was a lot of fun and I enjoyed every second of it, even though it was a strange month in which I did not get to cover a single game the team played, but uh, I thought I did an all right job making the best of a bad situation and infusing some weirdness into raptors.com so uh thanks to the folks over there for helping me do that and uh now you we just continue the record, I, yeah I think I'm the only uh the team employed writer. writer who did not get fired uh who went the entirety of their contract without covering a single game by the team they were employed by crazy mm-hmm. stuff I'll, I'll, I'll take it why not uh <laughs> It's not like I write good stuff when I cover games anyway, so uh, most of the crazier stuff just comes from inside my brain. Um, All right, Katie, let's uh, dive back in, shall we? Where we last spoke, we were at the point at which the uh, Serge Ibaka and Marc Gasol were running through the latest in Marc Gasol's outfits. Not really the latest, just sort of the progression of his outfits from his Miami Vice days early in the decade to uh, maybe a more dad-inspired look of uh, a tank top and bathing suit and some other things in between. 
And uh, now they've moved on to the point where Marcus Saul is uh, getting dressed, baby. He's uh, he, he's picking out his clothes, trying to replace the outfit of a puffer vest, uh, the dude T-shirt, and some strange shorts. Let's listen in, shall we? Did Memphis influence your style? Yeah, uh, Memphis influenced my style. Yeah, Mike Conley influenced my style. Mike Conley? Because oh, really? Mike Conley dressed really nice. Yeah? But he can go at any store. Yeah. And, you know, here obviously we can find my size in, in, in a lot of stuff, but he can yeah. go at any store and buy, right? He can go anywhere and find his size. So he always dressed really nicely. And I'm like, okay, maybe I have to learn a little bit from Oh, so he's the one really influenced your style. Yes, yes. I care a little bit more about, you know, the way I look most of the times now than I did in the past. I think in the past. Why? Why? Um, You're more more self-aware, I think, you know. Did power give you any of his clothes uh, back in the day? Hands down from Pau? Nothing. Nothing? Come on, big brother. No, he, he maybe like a pair of shoes. Like early on, yeah, big brother didn't do hand downs. Why? You didn't ask him or he didn't want to give you? Uh, I think a little bit of both. Both? A little bit of both. And his style and my style are completely different. I, are you, you think? Yeah, he, he looks more like a, you know, he's more like elegant, more... Businessman. Business, yeah, business. Poli- politician. Yeah, he's politician. He's politician. He's yeah. a, he's and a, yours more, you know, uh, street, nice. More, yeah, more outgoing. It's like personalities, right? Like yeah. everybody has different personalities and, uh, and you dress accordingly. So that's where we uh, we get the inspiration and the tales behind Marcus Saul's devil may care uh, approach to clothing nowadays. Uh, thoughts on the Mike Conley influence in particular? I know you are fond of Mike Conley and his work. I am. Mike Conley is just like such a classy guy, um, and he does look good. He does look good pretty much all the time, and his style has evolved as well. Uh, in a different way than Mark, I think, but like for both guys who've left, who since left Memphis, um, I noticed Conley this year, he's wearing a lot more like, you know, vests, kind of like hiking, <laughs> tailored hiking gear. He's trying some Western, like Southwestern hats on. I like it. <laughs> I'd like to see Mark in like um, a hat like that. Serge wears them too. Yeah, Mark's wearing a hat here, uh, the green vegetarian cuisine hat. I think yeah. it's the only time I've ever seen him in a hat. It looks a little bit strange to me. It's just like... I like the ball cap, but I almost yeah. wish he just had like a, you know, just like a plain one. Mm. Kind of like a like a dad cap, but just like a plain bougie one, like a stonewashed one. You know, you've seen, everybody's seen him around. Or like a classic kind of like polo with the little guy on there. Yeah, Something yeah. like that. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but no, he's uh, he's going with the, the, the merch from the, the green restaurant. He's not a vegetarian though, right? No, I'm sure. Again, yeah. I think this is just like a lot of this seems to be things that he was probably sent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Big Lebowski, just the, the sponsor of Marc Gasol's outfits. Um, then we get into the talk about Pau Gasol and uh, the, the comparisons between their looks. Uh, do you agree that Pau Gasol is politician and businessman? Elegant yeah, elegant politician <laughs> versus Gasol, who uh, is a little bit more fun with it. Sure. I mean, the the politician thing is funny because, like, that varies so much depending on where you are in the world. But I think both, it's interesting because I think both Serge and Mark are approaching it for more of, like, a European politician who generally are a little bit more stylish. 
Yeah, for sure. Also, Pow to me dresses like a guy who likes the opera and likes to go yes. to the opera and dresses up for the occasion. Uh, whereas I, I'm not sure, like Gasol to me does not strike me as a person who would dress up to go to some sort of function. I think we might have talked about this on the previous episode, or maybe it was part of the part that got cut out. But I think Gasol is like one of the most likely guys on the Raptors, period, to show up to an event underdressed. <laughs> yeah no i think so or just he's like because it's like a gamble to him right he said he's like uh, i just like kind of decide like when i'm getting dressed so mm-hmm. i mean if you have, if you're inviting him to your function you're kind of rolling the dice a little bit yeah absolutely um we fast forward ahead to uh some more conversation between the two i don't even remember what the conversation is now i haven't watched the video for two days so let's find <laughs> out shall we and I believe this is the very best part, the money sequence of the entire video. Let's check in. You should know me by now. I know you a little bit. Ex- now. You know me really by now. A little bit. Exactly. So, so, so. Take okay. me, take me out of this. All right. What is the difference between swag and drip? <laughs> you can see the difference. Oh, you can see it, but yeah, you can't can really it. tell it. Yeah, but it's mentally too, right? It's mental. Mental too. Right? Is, is it generational? Inside. Is it generational? Like if you're born, like like you have swag. Exactly. But now you generation have... two. It's about generation two because you know the youngers more they have like swag. Okay. You know, and the oldest now, you know, the oldest got people who don't really wanna look too old, but they have a little drift, they put something like, like you and me? Huh? Like no, you no, 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 me and you're different. Different, no, of, no, of no, course, of no, course. No, 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 no. I'm not saying <laughs> your style right or my style is better than Len. I'm not saying that. It I'm, is different. We're just talking about age right now. Okay, yeah, okay. yeah. Don't put me there, please. So my point is, <laughs> and then you have some people do drip, like I say, and some people do swag. Okay. And then some people like to do art, like me. So if you were a Spanish painter, yeah. Um, you would be more like a Picasso, a Miro? Picasso. I think me, I would be more about Picasso. Picasso? Yeah. You look more like Pablo. <laughs> you look more like Pablo. Okay. All right, so uh, swag and drip, obviously, the, uh, the topic du jour today. Um, I, I think Serge explains it pretty well. As we talked about in the previous episode, mm-hmm. the, the distinctions between the two are uh, many and are subtle. My favorite part of this whole exchange is Serge getting uh, very offended at Gasol suggesting that he's in his age bracket. (laughs) (laughs) And once again, dropping like a bit of a uh, subtle, like underhanded compliment, I guess, like sort of building up Gasol for his age and wisdom while also refusing to be put in that category. Wait, what's the age difference? I think it's like five or six years. Gasol's 35. Serge is 30. Yeah. And yeah, Serge is 30. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if you were looking at like a census, they would be in the same bracket. Yeah, that's true. Uh (laughs) 30 to to 35, if you're going really small, or sometimes it's even bigger, like 30 to, you know, 30, 40. Although, there sometimes is like an 18 to 34. 18 to 34 is a bracket for sure. So. That's a wild bracket. That's like <laughs> that's too much. That's like a that's like a really unwieldy bracket. Yeah. Um, we should do a bracket of age brackets <laughs> <laughs> before sports comes back. Anyway, um, everybody handles aging differently, right? I think you know Mark. I think he's handling it a little bit more casually than Serge, mm-hmm. as we can see. I think he's a little bit more comfortable. Just generally all around, Marcus is a very comfortable man. Uh, you can see it in the way that he dresses, case is a case of point, and you can see it in like, yeah, his reference to aging. Um, 
I don't know. The, 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 the drip, the driven swag thing, I think is interesting. I know we talked about it, but I think it's interesting. They're coming at it from like a demographic thing, like a demographic way, mm-hmm. but they also sort of reversed, reverse the demographic. I think that I think of in my own head. Uh, yeah, I, I do find that swag again, I think swag is not even really necessarily a style. It's more a, like a kind of clothing item as opposed to drip, which I think is more sort of a, uh, a word that defines style. Um, but either way, we know that the brackets in this bracket of age brackets that we do will be uh, distinguished between youngers and olders, which is what I'm going to start calling people. <laughs> but like even the term and like this might be, I might be really outing myself as a huge loser, <laughs> like if I'm wrong, but I think even the term drip is slightly newer and less colloquial than swag. That it's is, on the way, mm. but it's, it's like, it's like a, I think, I think so from what I am seeing from my uh, tiny perspective of the world. <laughs> We are going to continue discussing Marc Gasol's uh, appearance on Avec Class with Serge Ibaka in just a second. But first, I want to tell you about Echelon. Look, we're all cooped up inside. No one can go to the gym right now. Not that I would go to the gym anyway. But if you are a person who goes to the gym, you may be thinking, how am I supposed to stay in shape? The answer is Echelon. To get fit in 2020, you don't have to pay a ton to join a gym or pay a ton for overpriced fitness equipment. The best way to get in the best shape of your life is with Echelon. Go to echelonfit.com to discover their EX1 connected fitness bikes that offer a high quality at home cycling experience at less than half a p- half the price of a Peloton. Echelon makes beautifully engineered products for everybody, busy moms and dads, quarantined folks, first responders, elite athletes, whatever your activity level is, Echelon has you covered. And with daily live and on-demand studio classes right in your home, you'll never have to step foot in a gym. And you, even when gyms open up again in the future, you may never go back because you have your Echelon in your home. You're going to love Echelon, but if you aren't 100% satisfied, we're going to give you your money back. Join the hundreds of thousands of men and women who are getting fit with Echelon. Don't pay a ton for Peloton. Buy an Echelon bike today for under $1,000. Go to echelonfit.com slash L-O-N-B-A as well to learn about their limited time free Apple iPad offer and complete details of that exclusive offer. Echelon, it's your time. That's E-C-H-E-L-O-N fit.com slash L-O-N-B-A. Echelonfit.com slash L-O-N-B-A. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Berea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Berea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so let's continue on here, Katie, diving into the back part of the episode of Add That Class with Marcus Saul. The next section here, Marcus Saul gets his clothes, he comes out, he does a photo shoot, he stares the camera down with blue steel, and then it is the buzzer round. Let's listen in. 
Okay, okay, I see you, I see you. Yeah, yeah, good. Bad. Uh, yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah, clean. Uh, I like it. How you feel about it? I feel really good. Who Why helped you? Who helped you? Dude, I'm sure somebody, someone helped you. Me. Come no, on. No one helped me. You want to tell me you you put all your, all this outfit together by yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Are you sure about that? I do it every day, every morning. <laughs> every morning. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. So you, that's your style, like Mark's that, style. That's my style. Or you just do it for the show? Maybe the shirt I would not wear, but the no? rest. Uh, let me see, let me see, let me see. Like another layer, maybe. Can you do like this short? So, um, but I, I like sometimes you gotta step out of your comfort zone. You learn more about it. To me, this is a simple you can get. Like, it's simple to get. Like, I mean. But it's good? Yeah, it's good, yeah. yeah that's all yeah, that Good matters. job, good job. Thank you, thank yes, you. Sir. Thank yes, you. Sir. So now, Mark, we're gonna play this game here. All right, we're going to get to the buzz around in a second. Let's talk about the look first. Marcus all comes out in a uh, long duster jacket, a white button-up shirt underneath with the uh, just like skinny black jeans, it looks like, and white sneakers. Thoughts on Mark's look here? He looks so good. Mm-hmm. I think he looks great. Um, like, I, I think the only my only dislike is you can see the, the black T-shirt that he wore in, but I think <laughs> maybe that was just of ease of, like, he wanted to get changed quickly um but i like it i feel like it's like a a real kind of high fashion but like contemporary but casual look and he i mean he shouldn't he should start dressing like this if he feels like it but Mm -hmm. i think he did a great job he did i i think he's a little offended by serge suggesting that he needed help to pick out the very simple outfit (laughs) yeah i want to (laughs) know because at first you're like oh he's joking but then again, when like you realize Serge isn't joking, is when he presses upon things like too much more than he should. Yeah. Um, so by the end, you're like, who does he think was in there, <laughs> like helping him out? <laughs> OG was in there, of course. Uh, maybe. Maybe. The, he's not wearing a scarf. Although a scarf could help this look, I think, a little bit. No. Spoiler alert. What? Uh, oh, yeah. Alert. oh yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's why that was in my brain. It's because that does happen later on. Uh, but yeah, it's a good look. The the black t-shirt under the white uh, shirt is certainly a problem. Katie, you're a stylish person. I'm not sure if you always have been. I uh, don't fancy myself terribly stylish. I feel like I kind of have like a, a similar approach to clothing as Marcus Gasol does. Where it's like, yeah, this works. I'll wear it. Fine. Um, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But uh, I, there was definitely a time in my past... Where, like, I would have, I don't know, like a red American Eagle polo with, like, a blue shirt underneath or something terrible like that in, like, my grade 10, 11 age age bracket. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, The most awkward of all the brackets in the bracket of age brackets. Um, Did you have similar uh, moments where you didn't understand matching and, and complimentary pieces and things like that? In high school? Yeah. Um, yeah, in high school, I was a raver, so I, <laughs> yeah, like, I can't really talk about, I was, I certainly had a very specific style that was kind of, like, all my own, um, but, yeah, I don't look upon that time fondly, <laughs> but I will say, to Mark's point, I do sometimes do that now when I'm like, eh, you know, like, I want to mix it up a bit, you, you kind of, sometimes you have to try a look out, and even if you're not sure if it works, you have to honestly like wear it through a day or like wear it, wear it through something. And then if it doesn't work, you, you know, pretty quick either for me, it's like, Oh, I feel kind of uncomfortable. Like I don't feel good in it. So mm-hmm. or something just seems like, I don't know. I'm like fussing with myself too much, but it's like, if you feel good, uh, and like, you know, 
bonus you're getting some compliments then you know like you've given it a good good test drive and like that's a look that you can return to so i like that like i like him just owning the trial and error thing absolutely not everybody does that i can't imagine surge is that like i don't think surge ever goes out of the house unless he's feeling great (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think surge has like i i wouldn't be surprised i don't know you you know in the movie clueless when they have like the dressing software Mm -hmm. and you can like make make the outfits in the day that probably exists now as like a non-futuristic thing most likely surge might be an investor in this company (laughs) yeah i feel like surge has something like that on the go you know because it also is like he's not the kind of person that's gonna try on like five different outfits he's gonna have a very good idea going in and then he'll like he'll get he'll he'll be getting like dressed you know people that say like i don't really get this because sometimes i get too flustered but people who are like take pleasure out of like getting dressed like putting those specific pieces on i feel like that's surge yeah i think you're totally right uh let's carry on into the next part the buzzer round which is great and uh as uh, to spoil a little bit the most efficient buzzer round answering i think we've ever seen from a guest on avec class here we go this game is called buzzer round okay are you ready about it i'm ready okay let's do it what were the fashion line by the Gazol Bros, be called. Big Bros? Mm, nah, so that's no, that's no real class. Givine, man. Very, Givine? Givine? Givine. Like the vine, but with the G, Givine. <laughs> <laughs> Who was your best dressed teammates? I, I like your style, I like your style. Thank I really, you. I, I, I like. <laughs> Pussy man, original man. Thank you. Who spends more money on the clothes, you or your wife? Uh, me. Because like I have to get everything custom made, which is always make makes it more much more yeah. Who need this makeover more than you? I like to see Pascal. Who dress better? You me. So you just better pow. Yes. <laughs> the man say you just better pow. Yeah. Pow. Come on, pow. <laughs> you need to show off, pow. <laughs> An all time good buzz around, I think. Uh, let's start off with the clothing line. Uh, there was a bit of a skip there during the G Bros that uh, Gasol proposed as the Gasol <laughs> clothing line. And then he pivoted to Javine. Thoughts on uh, either of these options, Javine or G Bros? What is better? Neither <laughs> <laughs> um, is great, but <laughs> I like the idea that they go into business with both names but they still need like a you still need like a parent name but it's basically like hot like high low end of the spectrum like g bros being your like board shorts um and tank tops like how mark described himself dressing but like that kind of stuff and javine (laughs) being like more like toward pow on the spectrum yeah yeah i think that makes a lot of sense g bros being sort of the uh the casual side of the store or almost like trashy. <laughs> <laughs> a lot, a lot of dumpy looking baseball hats for G Bros. And like polyester. Yeah, like very like, gaudy logos for uh-huh. G Bros as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then Javine is sort of it's you go into the store and you're like, why are these two things in the same store? What is going it's on? It's just here? But, silk. It's just like beautiful silk, mm-hmm. linen, natural fabrics. So many pocket squares. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I like that. It's like uh, Javine would be sort of the third floor of Eaton Center, 
whereas G Bros is the main floor, except they're put into the same store, and it's just like a very, uh, very confusing situation when you walk in. Uh, what what the what is the price range that you're looking at for say a uh, let's say like a, a sweater from Javine? What are you looking at for for that? And then the G Bros sweater, what do you think is the cost? I mean, I'm thinking like eight hundred to <laughs> like twelve hundred for Javine. Because we're, we're probably talking like like lamb's wool, you know, hand dyed, um, maybe ang- you know angora, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> just some really luxe fabrics, right? And then a Gbro sweater is just like I don't know. I'm trying to think. It's like uh, the South Pole, like two pieces you maybe used to get at Stitches. <laughs> and then I don't know. Um, I mean, it's probably going to still be expensive, right? So I'd say like 80 bucks. Yeah, I think you're probably looking at 80 to 90 is the low end with yeah. things going up to like maybe 200. Uh, yeah. What's the underwear situation for Javine and G-Bros? Do you think they do good underwear? Good underwear I mean, is hard. I, yeah, I yeah. feel like you shouldn't buy already. I'll say this. It doesn't even exist, but you shouldn't buy G-Bros underwear. <laughs> but Javine's probably pretty nice. Yeah, but it's like to the point where it's like you can't justify spending that money on underwear. I know I certainly get to that point. Like I don't cheap out on underwear because it's important, but you get to a point where it's like, really, this is not – I can't justify $30 for a single pair or something like that. And and I'm sure Javine underwear is like 80 bucks a pair. So I I mean you wear it every day, Sean. Yeah, but like – Maybe some people actually don't, but (laughs) for something that you do – I feel like you could splurge if you've got the means. Yeah, fair enough. I just feel I guess like that it's, that's what it comes down to. There's I, like two distinct types: shopping at G Bros and Javine. Just if it comes down to me buying a G Bros sweater or uh, Javine underwear, underwear, I'm going yeah. G Bros sweater all day. Yeah, you get more. <laughs> yeah, you get more public facing wear out of that. Exactly. Yeah, uh, and I'm sure G Bros has some good discount underwear. Uh, if you if you like if it's. I don't know. Maybe not. <laughs> Again, I don't think you should you should wear it. I feel like I don't know how this would happen, but it would almost be like hazardous. Like it could kill you <laughs> if you like put it on incorrectly. Just like leeches into your into your downstairs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No there's thanks. Some like there's a there's some questionable dye uh, situations going on. <laughs> Cheaper, yeah. Um, all right, let's carry. Oh, sorry. The rest of the responses from the buzzer round. Um, you've got Gasol talking about uh, who on the team need, is in most need of a makeover, uh, much like Mark Gasol is. I guess not really a makeover, but just like a, a style upgrade. And he says Pascal Siakam. What are your thoughts on Pascal being the guy Gasol has pegged as the next victim of Serge Ibaka? I like that. I yeah. think we've said as much like. Um before i think like it's not that pascal dresses badly he's just like he dresses like a younger guy yeah, he so dresses like he's like, 26 yeah yeah exactly um he's got his like custom sweatsuits on you know we both share uh the same hoodie it's just from <laughs> urban outfitters but it's very nice you know um anyway yeah i think he he could do quite he would look really good dress this way like i've seen him dress this way before for the like, magazine shoot that he did and that i wrote like the cover story on and he was in like clothes from holtz like beautiful cut like linen cut suits like really nice shirts beautiful pants and shoes um and he looked fantastic so 
I would love to see him step into that, but it's going to be the kind of thing I think like be nice to have Serge sort of gently guiding him because he's going to do it as he's ready and he's got to feel like confident enough to continue dressing that way. Yeah, that, that's 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 fair. I think it's sort of getting a, a, a permission from Serge to dress in a way that's not uh, oversized t-shirts and um, you know just whatever is clean that day. That is Siakam is the most whatever is clean that day player on the team. I think. No? Yeah. No. I'm no, there's there's definitely like No, I think Siakam sometimes is still like cuz he'll have like a matching sweatsuit on, right? Yeah. Or like he'll he'll do something with like a jacket. Okay, so I fair don't enough. think he's he's like, "Oh, I picked this up off the the floor and it's like passable." So then who is that player? Like Pat McCaw. <laughs> <laughs> um I don't know actually. Like it's like well, I will say that, like, sometimes the Raptors are, like, extremely casual, like, mm. like in terms of, like, their tunnel looks. None of them are, like, slobs. No, it might be Lowry, honestly, because he's a dad and, like, just he's yeah. he's got other things to worry about. He's repurposing. Yeah, yeah. Um, the NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right. And then what what else did they talk about in this thing? Uh, there's so much. He answers so many questions. It's it's like usually there's one or two that get answered, or OG trolls for the entire time. <laughs> um, well, he he says he he dresses better than Powell, which uh, fair enough. Oh, he also says Serge is the best dresser on the team. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's like kind of yeah. it's. Un- I I guess you could kind of have a contrarian take if you wanted to. I'm just not even sure who would really be the contender, right? Like. I don't think it's either Fred or Gasol or OG, the three guys who have already been on the show. Um, OG maybe, but he doesn't really seem to care all that much. It's not as consistent. No. And I think, yeah, there's like the level of care that Serge has when mm-hmm. he dresses and like how put together he looks and some of the looks he pulls off. He's in a category of his own. Here's a question for you. Who's the better dresser between him and Russell Westbrook? It's totally different. Yeah. Like, I think it's totally different styles. I like, I know a lot of people don't like Russ's style, but I really like it. Um, cause I feel like he is someone else who just like kind of takes chances with looks. Sometimes they work out, sometimes they do not. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like that. He's like, he takes, he takes risks and he kind of has fun, I think. Serge is like a bit more serious of a dresser. Yeah. I mean, he says it's art, but really, to me, it's more science than anything with him. Science. Yeah, he dresses scientifically. <laughs> like the, yeah. the angles are precise, the choices are deliberate. There's not much freestyling. Yeah, more I, mathematically maybe. Yeah, but I, scientifically, I think could be Westbrook because then it's like when you you've got something that's exploding and that's not what you meant to do. <laughs> <laughs> you know. He's also the uh, Russ is definitely more likely to wear a lab coat as a piece. Uh, I think he has. <laughs> so yeah, I'd say like math research. Science for us. Okay, fair enough. Uh, all right, let's carry on with the <laughs> remainder of the uh, conversation. The biggest part is uh, Gasol choosing the gift that uh, Serge has offer, offered up between 
Should we? It's between a Burberry scarf and a Real Madrid jersey. Here is how it goes down. Okay. That's it. That's okay. all I'm asking. Right. It's fair enough. It's fair, fair. Okay, we got a deal. We got a deal. Yeah. You got 30 seconds to go. Okay, seconds to go. Pick one. Yeah, pick one. It's all yours, baby. All yours. Just keep going. You got 20 seconds now. I can look, though. No, you cannot look. No, okay, you okay. cannot look. And just and pick. Then, just pick. You got 50 seconds. Did you pick from energy? I'm asking energy. I don't know. Do, do whatever you want. I'm not looking. Do you know what's in the picture? I know what's in the picture. I know what's in the picture. Yeah, go. <laughs> which one? Which one should I pick? Uh, which one? Yeah, is our class left or our class? I think you have to pick this one right here. No, no, Mark, you don't touch. <laughs> no, you need oh, to pick it. No, you say, it. listen, no, you cannot look. Mark, can look at no, 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 no. You don't do that. We didn't explain okay. that part, buddy. Okay. Okay, I go back. Here again. You don't do it. You're going to pick which one you go pick. So you're giving it. me a pressure. I can look what it is. No. So the only time I can look at it is when the show comes on? Yeah. No, no. When, when you pick. After you pick. After you say I, I this one. That. I, I picked that one. Oh, you're the one? <laughs> I picked that one. Ah, okay. Cool. Let's see what is it. That's your show off. <laughs> ah! No! <laughs> ah! Ah! No! Ah, that's a good one. So okay. now, what, look what you missed. I mean, what you didn't get. Ah! Make, make sure you show, oh. make sure you show. Show, 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 show. No, no, no. no you, you have to. My hand, my hand no, hurts. No, no, you have to show. <laughs> my hand hurts. No, no, Mark, you have to show. You have a yeah. Purell. Show the one you, you missed. Show, show. No, it, it, it burns. It burns, no, just show. It burns my hands. What is it? I don't know, show, show. Do you want to see it? It burns. <laughs> I think I'm allergic. <laughs> that's, that's what he wanted me to wear. And he I knows wanna, I'm obviously a big Barcelona fan, so, so that's what Serge wanted me to wear. So uh, this is actually, uh, I want you to watch you wear this and post the picture. And you know the hashtag will be Hala Madrid too. <laughs> that will be the Hala Madrid? Yeah. That, 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 that's what I was agreeing to? Yeah, that's agreeing to. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, good for you. Good for you. Man, I wish you had that one. Yeah, let's talk. There's so much here. <laughs> So let's start with the confusion that Serge seems to have in explaining the game to Gasol. And, like, Gasol seems unsure as to what he's allowed to do. Serge seems unsure as to what he wants Gasol to do, even though he's played this game with multiple people before. What's the deal there? Is it just that Serge really wanted Gasol to pick the bag up physically instead of just looking in the tissue paper? Or is it that he? I don't even know. It's it's a it's a very strange reaction. All of it from Serge. He's very like up and he's like bipolar in this situation where he's like, <laughs> pick this one. No, don't don't pick that. Oh, damn it! You picked that one, even though he pointed to that one. I don't know. It's a very uh, chaotic scene here from Serge. I love how upset, like genuinely upset, he gets when his teammates don't pick the mean gifts that he like spends more time <laughs> thinking of and like designing. Right. Um, than the nice gift, which is like there, someone's just like this. This is beautiful and expensive. Throw this in the other bag, you know. Um, so I think maybe that's why he gets kind of upset because he like knows how much effort he put into the terrible gifts. Yeah. Uh, so I really love to see him get flustered and like genuinely upset when they don't pick them. This was weird because like Gasell sort of understood the rules all along, but Serge didn't get that he did. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> he kept uh, he was really confusing him at points. Um, I don't know if he knew where things were because he kind of pointed at if if it's what you're saying, then he kind of told him to pick the nice present. Yeah. But I think 
he obviously wanted him to pick the mean present. So I don't know. I don't was know it reverse that, psychology, that. perhaps? Maybe, that's true, actually. Maybe. <laughs> Won't put that past Serge. No, certainly not. Um, yeah, just uh, a really great reaction. What do you think of the Burberry scarf and how, I mean, Mark's wearing it kind of weirdly now that I look at it, but uh, he's got it like wrapped in like draped down the back. But uh, it's just another way. There's really no wrong way to like casually toss out a scarf. I guess that's true. I'm not much of a scarfsman, so I, I don't really know etiquette uh, of the as scarf. As long as all that it's much. like not drag it on the ground. So it's going to get dirty or like tangle you up mm-hmm. is like a hazard. Then I think you're okay. Um, I just feel nice. like it would have looked really nice just like around his neck, not tied up or anything like that. Just around his neck, sort of mirroring the silhouette of the jacket he's wearing. True. And, you know, that's like just another way to wear it. He could do it like you kind of pop the collar a bit of the jacket and then you put the scarf behind it. And so it's coming down at the sides. Mm hmm. I mean, he's probably done that since he got the scarf. He's had some time now, you know? He's had, like, a, another month. Yes, he has. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the The show wraps up with Gasol gifting Serge the sunglasses that he wore to the parade, at which uh, Eric Moreland saved him from falling over the bus 7,000 times. Uh, <laughs> very nice way to cap it all off. Um, would you wear those sunglasses from Gasol? Would you pay for them at an auction? Uh, as he says to Serge, I'm not going to play it because it doesn't really translate all that well, but uh, as he says to Serge before giving them over, uh, here, put these on and auction them and get some money. <laughs> He's like, you can get the money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I probably wouldn't because, like, I don't have – I wouldn't wear them and I don't have, like – like an area where I could place them. Yeah, yeah. As far as like memorabilia, you could. Yeah, I'm also the kind of person who's never spent more than $10 on sunglasses because I lose them all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, are oh, you like that too? Someone, yeah, I would. No, I would say as someone who's recently like, I'm not like crazy upper echelon, but I have, because they're just like, they're nicer, they look better, they're like made, they're made better. Uh, but I have like invested in a pair of sunglasses. Uh, and the time I did break them, the company replaced them for free, mm. like almost two years later. So that's pos- That's like a positive. Mm-hmm. Um, and as someone who also used to always misplace or leave or just like kind of treat sunglasses poorly, it has made me not do that. <laughs> yeah. See, I'm a glasses person. Like I wear glasses. So I mm-hmm. don't like some glasses. That's the thing. If I could get some prescription bad boys, not not transitions because I'm not 85, but no, um, you know what? I would love, I would love to wear transitions. <laughs> I especially like it when someone's wearing transitions, and like the one side of their face is more, and, the sun. <laughs> and it goes like totally transitioned, and the other side's just still glasses. I feel like I the love version. That look. I feel like the version of me who wore uh, mismatched polos with undershirts would have thought transitions were very cool. Uh, (laughs) I I do not think that now. And I just, like, I'm not much of a sunglasses person anyway. Like, I'm probably going to, like, have burned retinas by the time I'm 50, but I don't wear sunglasses even in the summer a lot of the time because I usually still have my glasses in. If I'm wearing my contacts, sure, but I lose them so frequently that I just, I, I go with usually free glasses I get. Like, my main pair of sunglasses still is a turquoise pair of glasses that I got from Indy 88's booth at Way Home 2016, oh, <laughs> and no. they are this still like my main year. glasses. No, you, you gotta you gotta save up. 
use some of this money you're not spending right now on like anything else and get yourself a nice pair of sunglasses for when we get to bust out of isolation this feels like a weird time to do it because i feel like we're going to be in isolation all summer long uh i don't know i feel like you know if you're going by the 12 weeks thing which like honestly may very well get extended you're still going to be like taking walks maybe sitting outside having a drink because you're like not going to anywhere else to do that yeah right so it, it, it you know what it makes you feel better like it makes you feel good when like you look good and you have something you're taking pride in. I'm really trying to sell the sunglasses. Yeah, do you work for Oakley? <laughs> <laughs> no, and don't get Oakley. Don't like Oakley. Oh, okay. Then you I don't... feel like you could be you'd look good in like a classic like Ray-Ban, like yeah. a Wayfarer or like maybe even something a little bit more upgraded. Well, most of the glasses I do get are just like knockoff Ray-Ban looking ones. So, like, so I know that style yourself. works. Treat yeah. yourself. Ray-Ban is also a pretty, like, decent price point. But sell <laughs> me on the difference. Just sell me on the difference between, like, a, a regular Ray-Ban and the knockoff Ray-Ban I get for $15, that it looks the same. Yeah, but you get the warranty with the Ray-Ban, and it just feels nicer. They're a bit heavier. They're made out of, like, nicer stuff. They're probably not going to break on you. But if you've had those sunglasses that long, I guess you're treating them pretty well. Yeah, I mean, they're just like my driving sunglasses mostly that when I'm driving and it's bright, I'll put them over my glasses <laughs> because I'm very cool. Right. Um, but yeah. Uh, anyway, that's that's enough talking about sunglasses just some, for today. To Sunglass you know, companies. If you want to if you want to get me on board with your product, send me some and sponsor the podcast and I would be glad to model them for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. I think that's probably a good place to leave it. Katie, any last words and thoughts on the Avec Class episode with Marcus Gasol. I think it's one of the best. Uh, it might be one of the best things that Surge has done, period, in terms of online content. I think the there's a couple of How Hungry Are You's that are obviously unimpeachable, and I think the OG episode, it's sort of a landmark moment in Raptors history almost because of how mainstream that went. But the uh, this episode's great, and Marcus Gasol is such a soothing figure that I, I, just, I really, really enjoyed it start to finish. Yeah, this one is this one's really good. Um, it made me really miss Marcus All mm-hmm. for that like soothing quality, um, and it like I don't know. It's it's really nice. It still just continues to be nice to see Serge interact with guys who like you know he sees all the time, but like kind of in a way where he's almost more like. And I think that's kind of why he gets like so worked up and like seemingly upset sometimes because this is something that like as much as it's like a bit of a spoofy show, he takes very seriously because it's very personal and like important to him. Mm-hmm. So to like see him kind of shyly bring that to his teammates in this way, I really like it. Yeah, and I do think like this episode itself made me uh, that much more certain that I want the Raptors to bring both of these guys back regardless of the cost next season. Yes, uh, yeah. I've, I've kind of moved past, honestly, the whole, like, go get a free agent in 2021. Fuck it. Give Surge three years. I don't care. He's perfect to have around. We already have a title. Like, what what are we even competing for? Just have Surge around to be likable and fun, and I think I'm cool with that. I, 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 I'm past the point of caring about superstar fish in free agency. Damn, you heard it here first, folks. Yeah. Uh, Serge Ibaka, better than Giannis Antetokounmpo. Sorry. Wow. Yeah. I mean, t- tell, me, tell me I'm wrong. I dare you. Uh, no, I won't. I yeah. Won't. I know you won't. Uh, <laughs> Someone <laughs> some, will. <laughs> some normies might, but we don't yes. care about the normies anyway. Uh, all right. I think that's going to do it for today's show, Katie. Thank you so much for hopping on. Do you have anything you'd like to promote? 
Yeah, NBA Self-Isolation Watch. Hell yeah! Week 3 just dropped today on Dime, so you should read that because it's a lot of fun to write these. Um, and I probably put way too much time and effort into them. <laughs> that is not a bad thing whatsoever. Uh, we appreciate all the work you're doing to keep track of all the players in self-isolation. Uh, you can find me at Woodley Sean on Twitter. Katie's, of course, at whatevs. Uh, you can subscribe to, rate, and review this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. It's so, so appreciated when you do that. Uh, Going to actually drop a mini episode later today with our pal Jimmy Herbs, James Herbert. He's going to jump on to talk about the final. Yeah, James Herbert. He's actually coming on in six minutes, so I have to wrap this up briskly. Um, <laughs> so, But no, we're going to talk about the final of the greatest Raptors regular season performance of all time tournament, the Gerspote, as they're calling it. Uh, and between DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry. And so we'll, we'll get into that and have a quick episode that'll come up probably tonight for you to check out before you make your final vote before tomorrow at noon on raptors.com. And uh, yeah, big thanks again to raptors.com for having me this month. It was a weird month, but it was a lot of fun. And uh, I was very thankful. And I'm excited to get back to swearing in my articles at Raptors, Raptors HQ. So uh, <laughs> that's coming soon, I promise. Uh, that's going to do it. Thank you so much. Go tell your smart speaker to listen to, hmm, what are we going to say today? Locked on! Fantasy baseball. How about that? If you're getting ready for your fantasy baseball drafts, Scott Cullen's still doing a lot of great stuff over there for you. Even though there's no baseball yet to draft, uh, he's still uh, turning out great content. So go listen to that. And uh, that'll do it. We will talk to you again later today with another episode of Locked on Raptors. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.